but 700 wins is that I, I feel like the type of person you are you're not like yeah baby 700 i did it <laughs> yeah, you know it kind of i wouldn't say sneaks up but it's kind of like just something that's happening as you go along the way i mean we've looked at um you know 100 200 and and, and each time and and uh 700 always to me seemed way out of reach i mean so i'm i'm kind of surprised myself that we're there but it's being around great players and great teams this episode is brought to you by subway what's good everybody it's 99 miles per hour podcast with me your host percy garner and uh we got some uh, some special people in the house today i know i say that a lot but uh i ain't gonna lie i was afraid to ask our guests to come on but uh, they surprised me, so we're, we're going to do that. But before we get to our guest, I do want to thank Subway for making this podcast possible. Thank you to the Fitzgerald family. And also, guys, I have merch. Go buy it. It will help a Dover student. You know, we, we give out scholarships if you guys purchase stuff. Sorry, Dover students. If no one buys anything, I can't help you out. So go do that. And then also, I have some uh, pitching, pitching lessons that I do on Discord, virtual. Check it out. I'll be sending out a link here soon. But we, it's just about passing information around. I'm not doing one-on-one uh, lessons, so sorry if that's what you want. But <laughs> only special people are getting that privilege, so, and that's family. All right. We got two great coaches in the house. One just passed 700 victories, which we're going to talk about. And one, we're going to figure out if uh, it's his plan to take over when the said coach leaves. So we got... Bob and Matt Von Kennel. How you guys doing? Great. Great awesome. to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, awesome being here, you know, watching you guys come up through. Uh, uh, saw this, watching a couple episodes in the past, so kind of relishing my opportunity here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you guys on. I was, like I said, I was like, ah, oh, because, you know, I've been thinking about asking you and Coach If for so long. But I'm like, right, would they even be interested in doing this? <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to have you here. But uh, before we even get diving into, you know, why basketball, you know, favorite players. No, I'm joking. I ain't going to ask you that. But <laughs> but uh, I just want to talk about 700th, 700th win for you. That puts you top five all time, which is pretty amazing. Uh I mean, I was thinking of I was watching interviews of Greg Popovich and Mike Shoseski. Like, all right, what do I want to what do I want to ask Coach Baumvalkin? Because <laughs> how long have you been coaching? Uh, a head coach for forty two years. Whew. How long? How, how old are you? I'm forty three. Oh, okay. There you go. I was about to say I didn't mean to put you on a blast, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out by now. Close to my brother, you know, mm-hmm. you went to yes. the school with my brother, so it's all good. Teammate. Um, but seven hundred wins is that? I, I feel like. The type of person you are, you're not like, yeah, baby, 700, I did it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of, I wouldn't say sneaks up, but it's kind of like just something that's happening as you go along the way. I mean, we've looked at, um, you know, 100, 200, and, and, and each time, and, and uh, 700 always to me seemed way out of reach. I mean, so I'm I'm 
kind of surprised myself that we're there, but it's being around great players and great teams. I mean, I know, obviously, being from Dover, uh, I've seen all the great teams that you've coached uh, because I'm not as old as you, Matt, so I didn't get to see see as many of those teams. But I just remember the memories I have going to, uh, you know, state tournaments for all those teams. And and just year after year after year, you know, Dover being a great, you know, basketball program, great football program, (laughs) it's just – it's nice to be a part of something where you can – you really don't have a down year, but I want to direct towards you. Obviously, we had the the ceremony, and I'm a knight for for uh, a basketball player this year named T.C. Molk. So I was at the ceremony last. What was that Sunday night? And you know, it got it got emotional. You know, I was a little offended that you yeah. didn't. I don't remember yeah. you crying at our banquet. No, but no, you he choked had, <laughs> up. We'll call it choked. Yeah, up. he choked up. Okay, we'll call it. Choked. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it was a great group of uh, uh, kids. Like from what I from what I experienced a little bit, which is basically the last two years, watching them in football and, and then this basketball season, they're a great group of guys. Like you said, they can talk to adults. I don't think people understand <laughs> like how important that is. 17, 18-year-old kids. Yes. Yes. It's a and, life skill. And TC, you know, he's not a big talker. No. And uh, But just how is it when you're attached to a class like that where you've looked, they've been ball boys since they were young, They've always been around over basketball. You kind of seen them grow. Both of you guys have, but like for you, you know, how is that when you're like, oh dang, hey, that- you send a lot, you spend a lot of time uh, with kids in this uh, community. If you're a, I'm a sixth, seventh, and eighth grade phys ed teacher, so I spend about half a year to a year uh, being the phys ed teacher, and and those basketball kids, you know, those sports kids, football kids, they really like gym class <laughs> and they get after it. So you you learn their personality, right? Yeah. Um, and then their freshman football coach, I was with them. And then sure, their sure. basketball coach, you know, and a lot of them had siblings. So this wasn't the first time we met. You know, they have a lot of the personalities of their older brothers and sisters and things like that. And like I said at the banquet, it's the metaphor of you've grasped this young puppy, you know, the young family pet, and you're going to help this family pet grow. But, you know, eventually you're going to write, you're going to raise it, and you're going to give it to the next family. It's time for them to move on. And you know you're going to have to give up that family pet. And you knew that was the plan. Yeah. It's still when it's time to go, you're not ready for it. And, like, you, you watch them grow. And now it's time for another group to come through. And you've, you're starting to grow attached to the next group. And it's a really neat. Like, I don't know if the science teacher and the language arts teacher gets that, to do that. Yeah. You know, as the coach and the teacher, we get that bond with kids that maybe other professions don't get. And even, even people in education sometimes don't get. And they do. They have your chemistry teachers have their favorite chemistry students. I get that, you know. <laughs> but not everybody shows up, you know, two, 3,000 people don't show up to watch the you know, kid take the chemistry <laughs> test. You know, they, they show up to watch them play the basketball game, the football game. So True. we've been through the, the wars together for everybody to see. And now it's time for everybody yeah. to see them go. And it's yeah. a it's a rare combination. It's a really neat, really neat experience. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a special connection to Mrs. Nine. You know, I had a sty in my eye back in sophomore year, and she gave me her gold ring to get that out. So you know, I still remember that, and it's pretty close. But it's never going to top, <laughs> you know, the the connection I had with Coach Von Kennel. You know, yelling every practice and getting after us, and that's just the type of of coaching I respond to. So when a coach doesn't do that, I'm like, well, what's wrong with this guy? But um, <laughs> that's just how, you know, I've, I've had you coach shift and usually baseball. It's not, you know, Bircher. And then I had Greg Beals, who's now Ohio State coach. They weren't really, you know, get up in your face type of type of coaches. And, you know, I kind of admired that about you. And I know 
you know, times are a little bit different now. And, you know, I know things, your coach style might have changed or has it. Did you, do you have to kind of ch- coach differently around this, these, young, these newer bit, kids? A little bit. Uh, and maybe, maybe it's me, you know, uh, you start to realize what you can push on and what you can't. And uh, I'd say that we have very few times that I blow up compared to when you played <laughs> because, I mean, we're we're taking more time to explain it to them and, and, and uh, let them get through things. And sometimes they just need, need it. But um, I'd say I coach a little bit different. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean uh, – I don't think we could practice from three to six o'clock anymore. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think we could go three hours. We're about two hours and fifteen max anytime during the year. And they're whining, and we've got <laughs> we've got um, kids though that they whine about it, but they keep working. And yeah. uh, you just you kind of learn that the last forty minutes you're not going to get much out of them. True, and uh, you got to watch how your practice schedule lays out. Did we practice, you know, three to five one night and then come or five to seven one night and come back at three Mm. to five. And now you've done four hours in a 24 hour period. And so they're ready. They're ready for a little rest then. Gotcha. I I know you obviously you relate to players probably a little bit different than your dad, but before we even go any further, I want to get that out of the way. Is that, is that your plan? Like, do you see yourself if if the opportunity presents itself? If your dad's like, "Hey, Matt, I want you to take over the team," you know, it's time for me to, you know, go sit down. Yeah, this is a real original question, Percy. <laughs> I mean, come on, I can go, I can go to D's and get this same question, and you're going to bring me on 99 mile per hour podcast, and this coach going to ask me. Well, this is going to form my question down the road. Day. It, it, it matters what day. It matters what month you ask me. You okay. Know? I mean, am I am I in a June baseball game with my son? And I should be at team camp or should be at a basketball function, but he's covering it. So it lets me go watch my son play baseball. Yeah, the answer is no, I'm not going to go be the basketball gotcha, coach. Gotcha. But then it's a springtime and I'm watching an NCAA tournament and somebody runs a play, you know, and I, I can see four years down the road, we can run that play with such and such kid. I mean, we'll, we'll do this. And then someone asks me, would well, you want to be the coach next? You'd probably get a different yeah, answer. So true, true, true. It, 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 it ebbs and flows. I really like what I do right now. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Uh, so it's it's a tough like that's the it's the age old question. Yeah. Sure. But Matt Matt has a a really like you say different relationship, but a good relationship in terms of they know they can joke around a little bit, but they know there's a line there that they don't need to cross with him either, and um, that's a that's a tough balancing act. But he d- probably does it as well as anybody I know, and the kids um, they'll play hard and and they understand. But uh, we get we try to get right to the point, and uh, he does he does a great great job. And when he's ready, you know he's already ready to do it. Yeah. It's just yeah. Go well, ahead. I would I would agree because <laughs> obviously I've been coached by Matt in multiple sports, and uh, I believe I was also in your gym class. Hopefully I was behaving. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but nice. you know the the relationship I have with you, like obviously. You know, I had my brother at home telling me about, you know, you guys when you guys were playing back in the in the 90s and stuff like that with Coach of just getting here. And and then I got to experience you as a coach. And there was those moments, you know, where there's a time to, you know, mm-hmm. 
build the camaraderie and the the chemistry in the team. But then there's also times like, okay, like this isn't that time. We got to get down to business. And you did, you drew that line. Like it was obvious. There wasn't like a, where I was confused where I'm like, Oh, I thought Matt, y'all thought we were good, you know, to, to joke about the, no, it was when I came to practice, I knew we were going to have a good time, but we also were going to get work done. And obviously that stems from, uh, you know, the relationship that, that you guys have together. And I want to get to that too. And I want to ask some questions you probably heard before, you know, but we'll get to that. But I, I, I want to say, you know, I admire like my freshman year, you know, obviously playing football, that was a great year. And that's when I really like, you know, cause I didn't know I had coach Miller pretty much mm-hmm. every year in middle school. Yeah, <laughs> well, I coach yeah. Hall a little bit, Jared Hall, but in a new position. Yeah. And I was like, you know, okay, how is this? You're young. Like it was just a different dynamic that I was used to. Because yeah, it was different. It was different. But I just wanted to let you know on the podcast that, you know, you kind of gave me a different like outlook at coaching because I thought coaching had to be you had to be an older gentleman and someone that was like hardcore and always screaming and just intense. And you could be that way when it was needed. But like like your dad said, you were you're very good at balancing that. So I just wanted to let you know that. And I also wanted to kind of get your outlook on. On me as a uh, <laughs> as a as a as a freshman or middle schooler and an athlete, and be honest, because I always yeah. I always ask my I always sure. picture myself as a, a late bloomer, except yes. outside of baseball. Oh, baseball was yeah. I'm sure people thought you know you growing up since you were in the major league baseball that everything you did just came naturally to you, and everything you did from your right arm did. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, in basketball you had to work at it. Yeah. You weren't you weren't the quickest. No, nope. you didn't jump. Didn't jump real high, no. you know. But you, you lied to me, though, to get me down to the post. You no, know, so. yeah, but see, <laughs> we had this big, strong leg muscles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I remember your confidence, the brash. I mean, from the very first time I met you, I mean, personal, first of all, Garner the third. I think you're in the second grade, right? Because I was a senior. So, like, we went to some elementary, I think we went to South Elementary School to say hi to the kids, they were filling game, and there's some goofy kid jump around the back, <laughs> and Jason looks to me and goes, That's my little brother. <laughs> And so that's when I first met you. Then fast forward eight years later, I'm a freshman, you know, football coach, and 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 I'm coaching football. I'm I'm 25. You're 14. Yeah. You know? And um, I remember the confidence that we're able to carry your sometimes lack of skill. Yeah. But you thought you could do it, and there was never a doubt in your mind that you couldn't do it. And then you had everybody else around you thinking you could do it. <laughs> and sometimes, and I've coached long enough to where I see kids who haven't have that had not, and some will. F- be followed and some don't have the, you know, the leadership. You had that leadership. You had a couple buddies and it was, a, it was a neat, it was a neat year because it was a first year without Daniel. Yeah. yeah you guys yeah. are growing up playing with Daniel. Daniel did this and then everybody had to play one position over. Right? It took us a while to find you a quarterback and put one position over. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, I got a freshman quarterback and throw 50 yards down the sideline and I can just wow people during warmups, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, you better back up them DBs. I got one that's going on cork it a couple of times. Then we just hand it off a lot. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had, we had guys that could run it, exactly. so. <laughs> but it was a neat year. It was neat. And I remember just that confidence that you had. That's what's up. And it's funny hearing that. You're pretty much in my story to, to the kids today playing is that, uh, you know, how hard, how hard guys worked in the past, across the across the line in other words i said percy was the type of guy that played in a baseball game and the bus came back to the school then and they got off the bus they went in and put on a pair of shorts tennis shoes and came up and finished the night playing another hour of open gym and it wasn't uncommon for any of those guys who were playing baseball to just come in and 
yeah. and I, play and play basketball with us. And uh, that's kind of now I don't think kids say, I can't do that because I have a game. <laughs> I have a game. And, I agree. Know, and uh, You probably lifted that morning, too. You probably yeah. lifted at 6 a.m., went to school <laughs> right. all day, got on the bus, beat, beat Cambridge in the baseball game, got off the bus like, oh, there's open gym tonight. Hey, Micah, you want to go play? Let's go play. And what's the like, Oh, let's throw on some shoes. And you just played. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Micah's already up there. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I didn't even think I didn't even think of like oh this is too much or no I can't it was just I, I was it. going I was going that was that's just what <laughs> everybody did mm-hmm. was that was part of it deal. there was no ifs ands or no, buts they still would they still would to this so, I think there's yeah. certain players and I kind of like you know at the at the some of the players you have now like even when TC came to my house I was like Mark like how'd you create this specimen like would you <laughs> would you because I'm just like hey what do you do TC in the free time oh I play basketball yeah I do I this and that why yeah I'm Shoot. like. Can, you know the kids nowadays have a lot of a lot of stuff that could pull them away yeah. from, you know. And I see that in Cohen. He looks like he has a group of friends because I think mm-hmm. you need a group of friends that you guys are competitive with and you play basketball with, you play all sports with, and you kind of just run around mm-hmm. with them, you know. And I obviously Cohen has that, so I'm like, ah, oh, I need to get person that because that's what I had, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, before we get down a rabbit hole about you know our kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to, why, why basketball? I guess we'll start with you. Like what? Well, I, I, um, growing up in Strasburg, which basketball is pretty much the sport there then, even when I played, but I played, um, four years of football, four years of baseball, four years of track Dang. and basketball. I was, uh, I believe the last, last person at Strasburg to play four sports that way, play track and baseball. And uh, and I was interested in all of them, and but I enjoyed basketball most, and I probably lettered the least number of years in it, Same because <laughs> we had we had really good players and we had really good teams, and uh, basketball was. I grew up by the fire station in Strasburg, and the, that okay. was my home court. I mean, it was right in our backyard, and we would play for hours there on that court, and so basketball was always. A center focus, you know, uh, it's hard. We played a lot of uh, baseball games with a rubber-coated baseball in an asphalt parking lot, so okay. <laughs> that ball flew. <laughs> but we we did we did those things. We played we played all the games in the summer. But basketball is easiest to emulate. You yeah. know, you can't. It's hard to get a nine-on-nine baseball game together. <laughs> True. Probably could do it easier then than you could now. Yeah. But um, and football, the same thing. So basketball was the first love of mine, and uh, I wasn't a great player or anything, but I, I was a tactician. I think um, one of the highest higher comments I got was I, I got to play in the Test Cross. They had a Test Cross County All-Star game, and I got to play in that. And an interesting comment came from Bill Fry, who later became a guidance counselor at Dover, but he okay. was the head coach at Tusky Valley. And he said, he said to my high school coach, he said, Rock, now, now I know why you had him on the court all the time. He said, we would scout and figure, well, why does he play so much? And now I know. He said, after practicing with you for a week and understanding that you had a tremendous understanding of the game. Basketball, coaching-wise, why did I get interested? You can ask my wife. We, were, we dated in high school. Wow. And uh, a Saturday night, a Saturday night might be going to watch two other teams play because we weren't playing, even in high school. I mean, <laughs> it was like I didn't go to the movies. 
we went we went and watched another basketball game all the time. I don't know how much she liked it, but <laughs> she got a taste of it for the next forty years. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I did not know that. They always say your wife needs two two uh, sets of clothing: one to wear to your games, and one to go watch other games. <laughs> yeah, that's, about, that's where mom's been. Dang! I mean. And I, I have a similar story to that. I don't know if I ever told you guys that, but basketball was technically my favorite sport. I just would have had to work a lot harder compared to football and baseball. And, you know, I see guys who I thought I was better than in middle school, and then they just pass me by as we, you know, because they were, you know, like Micah. I always thought, you know, Micah's he, basketball was a sport, but early on, you know, I just, I was like, oh, well, I'm better than Micah. And then freshman year, I was like, oh, dang. He kept working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kept playing. And I knew, I was like, basketball, you got to work. You know, when you handle, obviously, everybody loves working on the jump shot. But there's a lot of things that went into it, and I didn't realize it till long after. And, you know, I was like, I'm, it's not that I have regrets, but I'm just like, dang, you know. But we had a great team, too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it was, it was, it was, it would have been a tough thing to, to, because to, yeah. my mom used to come to the games like, how come you ain't shooting a ball? I'm like, because we got, you know, dudes that can shoot it better, mama. <laughs> uh-huh. That's that changes. But, no, the experience I had, you know, playing under you guys was – and Coach Gunther. Mm-hmm. Those, those memories are just – I don't know because basketball is a, a different sport in my mind. And it, it just – it's something I gravitated towards all the time, whether it was at the Y or, you know, somewhere down on Washington Street finding a hoop to play on. And that's why I was like, oh, I got to have them both on. So I'll, I want to get in some tougher questions because uh, obviously we had a, a tough loss here this year. And, and, you know, we obviously we didn't expect to, to get bounced this early. But I want to direct this to you first. How do – you know, because you're – the coach – the coach level you're at, I would say you win the majority of your games. You, you do as well, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's <laughs> – you know, when we, being a freshman football coach, I feel like there might have been some down years, but we, we win most of those games, especially when I was growing up because at ECOL, we were, you know, a, a, a better team than most teams we faced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you have a tough loss, when you know that our talent level and the way we practice and the way we prepared for the game, how did we lose this game? Yeah. Um, I mean, how do you deal with that and how do you get over it? What, do you have a process or you just, you like kind oh. of festering in it? Oh, let me tell you. It's the worst part of coaching. It's the worst part. Now, the tournament loss, like you said, the high school tournament loss, we always say this as coaches, only four guys really feel good about how the season ended. And everybody else has that bad taste in your mouth. But you sure. lost by 30, you lost by three, you sectionals, different levels. I mean, but only four people are really going to feel fun. The next day is we all feel the same Yeah. the next day. It's looking back on it, you know, um, after a tough loss. If it's you know regular season game, you're thinking about how can we change this so it never happens again. What's practice going to be like? What's the next three days going to be like? Um, what's the psyche of the kid? Psyche of all the kids? Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And we had a regular season loss to, to our rival, and how that festered. It was it was neat to kind of deal through one of those after being away from it and coming back. Tournament losses, you can't dwell on what just happened because there's nothing to fix anymore. Yeah. You, know, you lose five, six games in regular season. How can we fix? How can we fix? How can we fix? Now you lose the last one. It's like, now it's time for goodbyes. Ooh. Now it's how we say how we walk out of this locker room together and, and everybody, you know, just the next day it's awful. You're in a comatose state. 
Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. You're a shell of a, of a human, and the next day, it, it takes days. Yeah. And you keep trying to remind yourself, put things in perspective. Like it was just a high school basketball game. Yeah. You know, like my my brother would get a hold of us. Who doesn't? He's out of that game. You know, <laughs> and he's like, "What's wrong with you guys?" <laughs> Now, you just lose your biggest account. You know, it has nothing. There's no monetary value. You yeah. have to take a, it's a huge loss that has no monetary value. That's about as close as I can put it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, and it's now you're dealing with human beings. You know, it's not, but it's not loss in that perspective. But yeah. it's just that. It's just like the disappointment. Like you and I are going to go through a disappointing thing together. And here it comes. We don't know where it's going to happen, but we're all going to be disappointed on the same hour, right? And we're all going to be sick the next 24 hours. That's the bond that's happened from three to six on Monday through Thursdays for three, four, five months. That's that's the culmination of that. That's what makes coaching. Why do we sign back up to do that all over again? We're a sick bunch, aren't we? You know what I mean? Like this is your this is your end of the year celebration. You lose unless you're one of four lucky people yeah. in a and, uh, school in Akron. Yeah. You know the lo- the losses uh, after you do this for a long time, the wins don't produce the same high. Yeah. I mean, you win and you're ready to go get ready for the next game. And the losses just still, they just tear you apart and just yeah. eat at you. And what you find yourself doing, and it was funny because I just came from a state coaches meeting with a lot of the best coaches all around the state. And and I think everybody, everybody there was out of the tournament. Nobody was going to make the state tournament this year. But everybody's lamenting how they lost, you know, and – and, you know, I, I was no different than the next guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kurt Sheldon, that Colonel Crawford told me they were five for 21 from three and they just couldn't buy one. And the guy from the other team hadn't played in the, in the regional semis and scored 11 points in the second quarter on him. And then, you know, <laughs> he gets done and I say, well, we out-rebounded Fitch 40 to 18. <sighs> we got 20 offensive rebounds and some guys like, had five offensive rebounds and didn't have a basket, didn't have a stick back. You know, it's like we had one turnover fewer. We had the same number of field goals. Wow. And they made more threes. I mean, and no, we made the same number of threes. They were 12 of 18 from the line. We were nine yeah. for 13. And just the numbers. Just wrong. You've been to those baseball games, you know, where the one team hits line drives, it gets right at yeah. someone. The other team walks a guy, bloops a single, and Aaron, I win one nothing. That's like, happened to me so many times. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it, you it's, just, it's just um, really, really frustrating. And, uh, like, you, you, you realize after you do it for as long as I have, you realize that it seems like the kids don't care as much as you do. But they're going on. They're going on to other stuff. Yeah. And, and they got other stuff going on, and, and we don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Coach Jeff always – you know, he, he always comes in and talks to me after after the tournament loss or after we lose a game, and we always talk with each other. And it's like, you know, he said, I just, he said, I just really, really admire the fact that you get up and come in here at 645 the next morning after a really, really tough loss, and you're here at school the next day. He said, because I worked with some coaches and some guys, when they lost in the basketball tournament, they never came to school the next day. Hey. And you come in and just got to go on, and 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 that's part of it. But that's probably the hardest thing I dealt with this year is is um, probably the first time since maybe '95 that we were the higher seeded team and lost. 
to a team that was seated lower than us. And, and it's just, you want to play your best and sometimes it doesn't happen. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Matt, we talked about an interesting stat. In the last five games of the season, Aiden was shooting 55% from three. (laughs) And then he couldn't buy one in that game, you know? It was just – it's like you said, it's, it's you only have to beat you. It's not like a seven game series like the pros. You know, it's a one game set. You only got to be better than me once for 32 minutes. And, you know, those kids who got us to that point and, like Aiden, who put us on his back so many other times, it was just the bad luck, and you could see it happening to the poor kid. Like, oh no, you see it into the kid yeah. in baseball who's hot, hot, hot. All of a sudden, he's hitting line drives right at people and can't hit one. It just that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. And you've been on the other side of it. Like yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, watching this happen. Like I've I've been on that bench before too, yeah. like where the ball just bounces right yeah. to you. It's yeah. and, it, and sorry to say this real quick, but that was like against Cambridge in in, in the playoffs in football when Kyle Sattler he did, he was the only receiver that didn't have a touchdown. Yeah. And the first two first passes, <laughs> first two passes I threw that game, yeah. he had a touchdown. That's Cambridge kinda, probably who was this? Dude? It's kind of <laughs> like the Steubenville game recently. There were Gigax and uh, McIlvain had McIlvain had each had a touchdown, right? Yeah, McCray, oh, yeah. McCray, Well, Will, Will McCray down that playoff game down there. Yeah, they each had scored. touchdowns and have never scored a touchdown all season. <laughs> yeah, they're probably thinking, where are these guys come? From? Yeah, that's the magic of high school sports. Though. Yeah, they're so unscripted. That's yeah. that always says all the time. Where it's going to get that kind of entertainment for seven dollars? You want to yeah. walk in? There? You have no idea the script. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, people go to true. the movies. People already know the ending of that movie. Yeah, they don't know the ending of this high school sporting event. It's kind of neat. Yeah. It's unbelievable the value of it, and basketball's a little more intimate than even baseball, and especially football because you're further away. Yeah, but on basketball, you're you're right you're on top so of close. the crowd, and they can't see your face in a football game nope. or a baseball game sometimes with your hat on. Yep. But basketball, they they know who you are and they know what you look like, and uh, everyone's emotion. Yeah, everyone's emotions are displayed. Yeah, in baseball, they try to get it. They make the helmets where the cuts off so you can see the players but you just can't you can't yeah. do it like yeah. basketball to me is just it, it's it's it, and I get asked to you know to coach and mm-hmm. basketball is probably it'd probably go basketball football baseball like basketball being number one if I wanted if I was able to coach or mm-hmm. had a desire maybe you know when first gets older but I kind of want to backtrack to what you were saying at the beginning and what you were talking about you know dealing with the tough losses because I struggled bad like with this once I got to pro ball because you know, I never really struggled in high school and in college, believe it or not. I just – college, I was just happy to be there and having fun. I just yeah. quit football and I was like, wow, you know. And a lot of my teammates were like, oh, my gosh, I, I got to perform like this because I'm, I'm trying to get drafted in the top five rounds and get this amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, pro baseball, that's not a thing. I'm just out here, you know, having yeah. fun. And then when I got to pro ball, the expectation just kind of weighed me down and I was like, okay, you know, there's 5,000 people here. You know, our GM is in here to see me pitch. It's my first outing. Blew it. Then my whole day, like, and I, I don't pitch. I pitch once every five days. So I get to fester for five, <laughs> for four mm-hmm. days. Like, okay, this is what I did. This is what I did. And then I would harp on the numbers too. Like, oh, man, I can't move up with this ERA. I, I got to get this down. And it was just constantly, constantly. And sometimes it was snowball and snowball. Like, yeah. okay, I can't do this. I wasn't focused on the right things. You know, I can't do this. I have to, I have to, I can't walk this guy. I can't, I can't give up this home run. Ooh, this is a big time hitter. I got to pitch well against him. So then my stock goes up and I would just, just put all this weight on my shoulders. And then well, a subway worker in Florida just made, <laughs> she just made it all make sense. I literally walked in and I just felt like my numbers from the previous game were just on my forehead. 
and she has probably never seen a minor league game in her life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. not even a, a major league game, but she's just like, you know, how, you you want your same twelve cookies? And someone was with me, like, what the hell, twelve cookies? And it was just like, <laughs> it just well, when she brings them out fresh, I have to. <laughs> You're ordering twelve cookies. Uh, you might want to edit that out, Josh. Oh, enough, <laughs> enough to where she recognized you. I don't yeah. it. I think there's and that. I didn't just bring up Subway because, you know, they sponsored the podcast. Uh-huh. That's just how it was. And it kind of made me realize, like, dude, relax, mm-hmm. you know, Keep. just go the next game. And, and 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 that's what happened in 2016. I was like, all right, I'm just going to have fun. You know, I'm playing in Akron. I'm 45 minutes from home. It's going to be fun, fun year. And then just clicks. Yeah, it just clicked. And it's it's funny. But and that's confidence. That was your confidence coming back. And you and Matt and I can attest to, you know, if you if, what your biggest strength was is that you were confident that you would get things done. And then you were in a, a hesitant mood. Yeah. And it's like, can I get it done? Yeah. You could get it done. Yeah. That's, you know? that's not a good spot to be in. And yeah. I was in it for a while. For once sure. I got to, to, to pro level, cause I was injured and I was watching all these great players and I'm like, Oh man, you know, can I, can I, you know, I was injured for a whole year. Like, can I still do this? <laughs> do I still throw hard? Like, <laughs> but, um, I want to talk about that expectation. Do you guys weigh, do you ever put a lot of, expectation on yourself or you just you know you've done it for so long and you prepare for these games because in my mind if you've done the preparation because I used to think you know prepper like success is like the biggest thing you know I never looked at it until Roy Holiday said you know preparation is the biggest part of everything and you'll be confident I always thought I had to do something good and then I would be confident but he's like no prepare and you feel like you can't go wrong, if you, you know, and that's a confidence. And then that kind of changed my whole mindset. Is that how you guys, you know, I guess you've, you've done it for 40 plus years. Is there, do you still every year like, okay, this is, this is a great group of kids. We gotta, we gotta do this. Do you put all that on yourself or? Uh, you know, sometimes when you have, like we had an experienced team coming back this year. And I always remembered as a player, I was a, I was a guy who had the same coach in seventh grade, eighth grade. When I was a freshman, he became the varsity coach. And then we played for him in high school. And I, I always felt like we didn't do enough fundamentals because he thought we already had those down because uh-huh. he did them with us when we were younger. But, you know, we do the fundamental things. People probably – would laugh if they come in and see us do pivoting before the start of every practice. (laughs) Why do we do so much pivoting? And then we try to reduce traveling calls, you know, and uh, preparation wise, you know, you always had a scouting report in your hand and a test and a test to take on Thursday night. And so we, we did, we did try to get you prepared as much as possible. And I think that is one of our strengths of our program. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, rep. We're getting close to the end. I want to ask this though before before we go, because you know, obviously, father, son, and then now you have a son who I just saw for the first time play basketball, and I was like, oh, okay, look at Matt's son out here coming. Look at he looked kind of nice with the ball. He maybe want to go out there and block a shot because he was just he you know running past my son, like. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll start with you because it might be backwards, but I want to do this. So for you. I know, obviously, we talked about it. You want to spend time with your son, and and that's obvious. And he loves yeah, basketball. Do you do you feel growing up with your your dad being a coach? 
did he do a good job of balancing or was it a need to balance or do you feel like I love basketball so much I it was just yeah. was he dad or coach or was it all in one or what was it yeah well you know growing up he was at Tusky Valley and I, we we're still living in Strasburg so going to Tusky Valley games I was just what I, what we did you know his first 12 years of coaching whatever I went until I was in the sixth grade I went out and that's just my lady ball at Tusky Valley and I got in I was trying to play in two leagues at the same time and I, I see that with Cohen, just go, wanting to go to practice. That's where I wanted to go. I wanted to be at practice. I wanted to ride the bus to the games. I wanted to go to the games. And you hung on every point, you know, sitting on the end of the bench, things like that. It's, I, you know, eerily similar. What Co- the, the life Cohen is living. I'm okay. better throwing L, too. All right. Uh, <laughs> I am L, I am coach pitched, uh, AU oh. coach pitch team. I am the pitcher for my daughter's AU coach pitch team. So I want to throw that out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> And we will be getting Subway, too. Um, <laughs> however, uh, that, there was a balance that it was, you know, when I grew up, we just called up the coach-father-son relationship. just kind of went naturally, you know. Gotcha. And it didn't spill over at home. Like, we went home to dinner. We weren't talking about it. You know, we weren't going to bring it up in front of mom because mom was going <laughs> to side, usually with us. You know, if she didn't, then it was it was, no, it was a no-win situation. We're going to ruin dinner. Let's put it that way. You're going to gotcha. ruin Beth Von Kennel's dinner. No, no, you don't. So you just kept practice on the way, and for the most part, we were fortunate. We played on winning teams. My brother and I both did, so it, we were we were lucky that way. But uh, when it comes to the, the balancing act and things like that, uh, like I said, I'm I'm lucky because Cohen likes it too, and yeah. he just he's along for the ride, and his buddies along for the ride, and it's just what he knows right now. Sometimes yeah. I feel like, you know, sometimes on a Friday night in December, he can just go do something else, but there's nothing else you'd rather do. So. True. And I, I see that, but I just yeah. wanted to see what you thought about that. Now, from your standpoint, I mean, did you? Well, I think when growing up and stuff, uh, my only wish was that they'd have been at Tusky Valley so they could come to practices when they were younger. Uh, I, th- I I really love having Cohen in practice. It's pretty neat. And your son is there and your grandson for every night of practice. And, and it's so, it's so meaningful to all of us. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, um, my dad owned a trucking business, and even when I started teaching, when I first started teaching, I was a substitute teacher for two years, and the days I didn't sub, I worked in the trucking office with him. And so when I got a full-time teaching job, I was uh, still going in for about an hour in the morning before school and do the fuel reports okay. for my dad and, and – uh, and he died an early death of a heart attack. And, and I cherish those moments every time I think about it. I think about those were the best times that I got to spend time with my dad in the office together. And now I feel really, really lucky that I have Matt there every single night. And he he probably is, is uh, forced to do more than most assistant coaches because if there's something I need done, I know I can ask him and he's going to get it done for us. And and then he's out in front of a lot of other things because he sees problems that that could happen, to it, whether it's an opponent or a player or something. It's just um, it's a great, great relationship to work with, and he and um, it's it's been fun. It's been yeah. fun. I spent about three or four years. I don't know how many years you coached the freshman team. Four. Four years away, he he was not with us, and he had came up as a varsity assistant when he started coaching. And, you know, we got into the point where he called the out-of-bounds plays. 
he called what presses. We don't do that very often, but he got to call those presses. <laughs> Our switching defenses. He he called Still seven. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. Give our secrets. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that out. No, we're good. I let him do that. I, he runs out of bounds. He runs um, different scouting stuff. It's just that um, I could trust him. And uh, the big thing was he subs. I don't sub anybody. He subs the guys in and out because he's taking a look at are they getting tired or just they just need a quick rest or whatever. And for those four years, it, um, Coach Miller and, and Coach Doug did a good job, a really good job of helping sub. But it was different because they're always worrying what I think. If I should, should I tell coach we should uh, put this guy in with Matt? Don't ask. He just we're just putting him in. But asking about two thousand five, and uh, so they, so I have so much trust and confidence in him, and they, and I want those guys to. My theory always, and Matt will attest to, is for my assistant coaches make as many suggestions as you want. Yeah, don't be disappointed if I don't use some of them. But just keep asking. They're just saying, hey, should we try this? Should we try that? Because four eyes, six eyes, eight eyes are better than two sure. watching what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great, great experience having Matt on the bench. And I did really miss it when he was gone those four years. Well, well that's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad you, you know, I had you guys on. And I did want to get into some other stuff, but maybe that's d- down the road because obviously you guys both have – understanding spouses like you've already mentioned yes. <laughs> and i want to talk about that a little oh, bit but can't cut that out oh, no. that's the, the she is the first lady of basketball in yes. the county yes Tuscarawas county easily i mean yeah. i don't think uh mr mccrate usually gives her gives them us a pass for our wife to get into the game i don't think she needs one because <laughs> i think everywhere she goes they know who she is exactly. if they don't she said you think uh 60-something-year-old lady that's coming here to watch basketball on a Friday night I would, if I didn't have a vested interest. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's yes. pretty plain and pretty clear. Yeah, no, We probably didn't stick to the outline, did we? How much did we get into that outline? I mean, we did. Not you know, bad. we talked about tough losses, expectation a little bit. You know, there was one question, but I, I feel like it might be hard to answer, but not hard, but it might be self-explanatory. But I had what is your ideal player? Like if oh if gosh. you're now obviously it's not like you know LeBron James, but I mean like a, a person that we might get at Dover, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. what type of characteristics, not skills, because obviously we love right. someone who can handle, jump, yeah. shoot, all that stuff, but just characteristics of of, and I, I want to keep it limited because yeah. you know obviously I would say team first, a guy who's always team first is ideal, and a guy who's a leader. He's going to he's going to take guys by his example of how he plays, but also by his words of encouragement to other players. Those those guys that have those qualities really lift your team up. And when you have a good team, you have more than one of those. You know, sure. this year we had more than one leader. We had several leaders, and they lifted up other guys all the time. So that and like you said, the skill set skill set yeah. is important. Yeah. Like poise. And, the, and the poise is really big. I, I noticed that this year because I would not describe what I had in basketball games as poise. <laughs> but, a little um, TC man, like, and I and Aiden, he gets fired up, but I've mm-hmm. never seen him like get out of control and erratic. Mm-hmm. And, and I never saw anybody on the team really do that. But yeah. I know I can just only relate things to me. And you know, in a funny story, me and Micah were ragging on Eric Durmuth because he was 
doing some incredible things as a sophomore mm-hmm. and just no reaction whatsoever. Yeah. He would dunk on a whole Dead team. Man. Yes. And just, and me and Mike are like, Eric, man, like we need to see something. And then he'd up getting a technical the next game when he showed a little <laughs> time to represent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, for me, I was watching, and that's the one thing that stood out t- to me about the team, and, and especially, obviously, my player this year was TC. So I was watching him like a hawk, and I didn't know how good he was at basketball. And I was like, dang it, I wish I would have been watching last year and just, you know, uh, and just seeing how type of player he grows because I didn't know that he didn't play on the middle school teams till you yeah. tweeted that out. And I was yeah. like, oh, my, or he didn't start. Yeah. And his parents told me that, and I forgot. But, like, that was the biggest thing. I was just like, man, he is Incredible always voice. just chill. You cannot be rattled. It, like being on a pitcher, you know, there's certain pitchers on the mound that you get rattled and you can't, you can't be a, get your best. Yeah. You got to have poise. Yeah. And he has that. You got a, a lot of kids who you shouldn't be able to tell if I've missed three in a row or made three in a row. I'm going to be able to play with the same intensity and have the same look on my face. We've had a couple of the Mamorello, Mason Mamorello has had that, oh. that stone cold face. So you didn't, you couldn't tell if he's missed or made five in a row. And he's gonna just keep playing. Just you gotta, you can't be thrown off by the situation. That's a good comparison. Positive, positive uh, emotions are good. Don't get me wrong, but you can't let the negative throw off your play. In basketball, like you said, everybody can see if you're right or not. Everybody can see the look on your face, and it affects you. Yeah, you can't pitch hyped up. You can't pitch mad. You know, you can't play quarterback angry. Yeah, yeah. That's funny that you said that um, because I want to finish with this is. Uh, that was one of the things that got my my draft stock even higher once I became the Friday night starter in college. So that's the number one. I was pitching against the worst team in the MAC conference, <laughs> and I was getting shelled because I was tipping my pitches, and no one wanted to tell me until I came out of the game. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so they were putting up seven they, seven runs on me, <laughs> and uh, you know my agent was there. A lot of scouting directors were there, so top scouts for teams. And in my mind, I was like, really? Eastern, I mean, no disrespect, but Eastern Michigan. (laughs) This is awful. Everyone's here. This is terrible. But, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to keep it cool. I'm going to take this shellacking. And no one's going to (laughs) know that I'm yelling on the inside. And that was one of the things that was on my scouting report that my they put. The Tampa Bay Rays said, hey, athletic body. I came late to the game, did not know who was winning until I looked at the scoreboard. And I was like, oh. You know, I think players kind of overlook that. I think, especially young players. Oh, yeah. That's hard to – don't react. It's hard to say. (laughs) It's hard, but – Play with emotion. No, no. Play with passion. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's a fine line between passion and emotion. Yeah, that is true. Basketball brought out the worst of me, I think. You know, I I treated refs kind of poorly. I I just get – so intense. Basketball does that to me. Practices, games, they're all crazy, but – uh, I want to, again, thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, this was great. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I enjoyed this. Hopefully, you guys did as well. It was well. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, Josh, Josh, he'll tell me his grade because he's always like, oh, that was a good one. But, but no, thank you guys again. And also, I appreciate everybody listening in. Make sure you like, subscribe trying to get 2,000 subscribers come on you know shout out to cohen you better subscribe yeah. does he have a phone uh no heck no oh yeah he's, he's younger than i thought he is anyways mm. check out you know the show uh 99 miles per hour 
Also, check out the merch store. Again, goes to help a Dover student. I was kind of sly before. I didn't always say it was a Dover student, but I have to mm-hmm. admit it is a Dover, <laughs> it's a Dover student. But uh, thank you guys for watching. This will be out a live Tuesday. Uh, this also will be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you don't have an iPhone. But thank you guys, thank you guys, and right. peace. Thank you for